Welcome to another episode of the Top Form Podcast. And today, the general in a place again, this is me the people in Bina Ox. <laughs> Kirk, what do you pray? Yeah, man, I'm here for the Top Form Podcast. Uh, podcast is a huge success so far. You know, we are enjoying talking to so continue to tune in. Uh, we have a great football uh, knowledge. Uh, for real, for real. So, Champions League, first round of games. You see, never really start off as, as happily for me. Because <laughs> <laughs> Manchester United travelled to Switzerland. You see me? To face young boys. Come on, Tell us, eh, the little young boys. This before going to analysis, we just got to take a look at the deciding goal. Absolute shambles. No real stellar. Oh, it's been given away. The Sibachu with a chance. Oh, what a gift! What a gift! And John Sibachu in the last minute of added time wins the match for young boys. What an extraordinary finish! And the ten men of Manchester United finally beaten. And yeah, feel how wonderful they are. Yeah, definitely it is not a good look. Um, I would have put it down to the coaching, but we we'll soon get into that. But the, the goal scorer, um, Kefo Kasaimim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, yeah, them the players are like, I'm a new trainer, a virus, whatever. Oh, that's good. Why? And really tragic because, you know, say, so, oh, you're not a lot of outbacks, so. You scored. You want to make a big impact in the Champions League. Mm-hmm. You know, I last dance, this scored the opener, you know, the game goes so well. And, you know, a, a mistake happened, unfortunate. You know, a red card game again. So, you know, so that kind of change perspective yeah, as to how true. teams go forward. Um, naturally, you know, you can try to be solid and hold out. Mm. Uh, you know, the changes in this game, to me, is what really cost United. Obviously, you know, Lingard, he met the pass, but yeah. certain things lead up to that point. Where mm. if, if they were corrected or they were done properly, then the game would have changed. Um, strongly believe that the only thing we're really a hold on Manchester United right now is the head coach. And we just have we just have hope that we don't have wide contact because we know that the man that touched me is a good player. Yeah, well, I'm more 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 second. All the respect to to Olegana Solskjaer, but. But uh, he's not the man for the job, in my opinion. Is he? I mean, I just use this one game for judge him. At the, at the first Champions League game of the season, you know, the man them just play one game after the international break. So you can't say, oh, the, the team a settler, whatever the case may be. But in the big games, in the moments that matters, we see it couple years now. This man just cannot take the team to the next level. And me gonna stick by my word with that concern. Is when we just hope say them sort it out because the man stays up and take off Ronaldo and Bruno, is me? And at that point there was no outlet. There was no outlet at all. I had coach Manchester United. And next thing you know, if I check if I check your level, today was a very strong uh lineup and we could have really see you know how the Bruno well Bruno and Ronaldo have a beautiful relationship right now. And yeah. Pogba. So mm-hmm. 
you know, with Sancho coming in, you know, we have to really try analyze the if if it Sancho being off form or if it not be using the right position. Because him play five games now, you know, zero goals, zero assists, you know, mm-hmm. not really impact the game on you know, a certain level. Yeah. Usually, alright. So for Dortmund, he score one goal or have a contribution of uh, one every two games. Right. It's not that he might create chances to score or create. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I understand why in a transition, um, uh, feel feel that slightly, he's slightly off form, but the feel that I don't know. In rule, it need a different rule. Um, because last year, you know, Chelsea, I might say everybody, you know, you know, in average. Him kick the ball, be the lines, man, you know, him yeah. pull up, him drop a ground, him can shield off, nothing. Mm. People call it up after two games, and we are five games in, and, you know, we don't want to call him a flop, because... It's too know, early for that. Time. Yeah, we don't give people time for, you know, get into the, the groove of things. But people are very reactionary in, in these times. You know, they write off people after two bad games or one bad game. Yeah. But more and people, you know, have little confidence in him or give him little, you know, room for just showing natural talent. I don't really put too much pressure on him because we don't want to do a Martin reaching though. Yeah, for real. He forward and do something and impact or, you know, become like two back or three because that's that to see a Sancho, you know, Sherm's own. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the team that he was playing in last year had better movement going forward. They were able to break down the team. Um, what I will say is that you remember the first the first game of the Premier League season when although Lukaku scored, you could see that there was not that um, full understanding between him and the Mesa Mounts and the Kai and the Reese James. I think that's the same thing United are going through right now because uh, really and truly you can say the same thing that was happening to Kai last season might just be happening to, to Sancho. You're coming from the same league for for one, isn't it? Mm-hmm. And, you know, that transition take a while for, for really take place. So, I think we just need to give him time. The real issue for United, before we move on, is the centre of the park. Um, the Fred Van Der Beek and McTominay shuffle. Yeah, you know, say, um, if you check it out, Chelsea didn't know a similar place where we had, you know, Barkley, yeah. Ruben, Kante, Jovacic, Kovacic and, and, and Jorginho, we call him jo, Jovacic, <laughs> you know, <laughs> so basically we had a lot of midfielders and we never really have that set two, so we can depend on, on a consistent basis, but basically Manchester United need a consistent uh, duo in the midfield, you know, two persons will work well together, one person um, you know, can contribute to one side of our game and the next person contribute to the next. Like a Jorginho and a Kovacic. You know, the Jorginho can incompatible with the ball anywhere yeah. on the pitch and can catch it at the defense and it can bring it out. Jorginho can do the same thing, but he's more of a sitter. And Kovacic, yeah. um, Kovacic will room with the ball and he will create chances. Um, I think Tuchel really uh, give him more room this season um, because Mr. Senna make more key passes like Killer passes and yeah, forward passes. Yeah, before Kovacic had a sideways passing, he might kill two people, you know, dribble, show his skills. But normally, really has to be progression. Yeah. Killer pass, instinct, he might, he might score more goals now. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, Manchester United, going back to Manchester United, consistency. Yeah, 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 yeah. 
pick the duo you want or the trio and you try to make them gel, you try to make them work, you give them consecutive mm-hmm. games. And, you know, if, if it can't work out, then you're going to have to look to the marketplace to solve the problem. Free. The last thing I'm going to say about United before we move on, I believe once McTominay is fit, the team are going to look much better. Great ballad there. Yeah, really a good ballad. But I need him to solidify himself in IT. Yeah. Um, if it don't lead, then, you know, Declan Rice is an option. I don't know how interested, how interested. But if you yeah. could have get up there like Declan Rice, then, mm-hmm. yeah, that would have really, really bad for you to me. I'm only like that right now. So, what's up with this? Isn't it? Uh, <laughs> with the mind of the two of them, because Fred not do what he's supposed to do. Fred is really just a squad baller. But um, we will give them time still. We will give them time, isn't me? Because really just the first game, them can more than come back, isn't me? But another game we are going to move to was the uh, the Chelsea versus Zenit, uh, Zenit which we know... Yeah, I know say uh, Abramovich plays and things, so the, the game that was very close to his heart. Yeah, but man, you have, you have to be careful. Yeah, yeah, but <laughs> Chelsea never hold back at all. I mean, 11 shots, only two on target, totally dominated in terms of possession. You guys had 804 passes, and 91% of those were accurate. Um, Before right. we go into the analysis... We'll just quickly um, take a look at the goal. Pitch for Aspilicueta in towards Lukaku. That's the mark of any successful side. When the chances don't come with regularity, it's about having the ability to take one when it matters. That's what... When it matters, Chelsea won, Zenit nil. How feel about the game? Yeah. yeah, well, you know, the game was hot and cold for me because the way yeah. was nothing credit to Zenit, first of all. Yeah, definitely. They set up in a 5-4-1 formation and they were really solid. We, we are finding it hard to, you know, break them down. Yeah. And they, 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 the midfielder boy, Barrios, mm-hmm. feel like, we feel like he deserves a Premier League. He's a very good player. And you know, for a long time, we used to do the scouting. And we know him since we were interested back in the day. Um, him bring me side, Malcolm, we all know him from Barcelona. Yeah, uh, and Bordeaux. They don't really have one of big names, but them, with the way what them set up today, it was really frustrating. Mm-hmm. But um, Lukaku, you know, dependable. In, in, in kind of like Kaspar, you know, Kaspar vibe. We used to do that with um games under context. Yeah, that's that's was gonna be my next question to you because Mr. Pan status where you draw a comparison between Drogba and Lukaku, which we know a lot of Chelsea fans probably not gonna agree with. Um what are the similarities I see between the two? Obviously, strength mm-hmm. uh, in terms of holding holding up play. Um, yeah. Before Lukaku struggled, he used to prefer to run um, behind defense. Yeah. Like Everton, West Brom, um, he went to United, and you know, kind of bulk up. Mm-hmm. Um, much in my opinion, I feel like that was a 
bad move. We don't know who kind of advised that for him, but uh, the whole play wasn't the best. Mm-hmm. Uh, the touch wasn't the best, but give all the credit to you know Kante. He really developed the player. Um, the similarities, the first touch, crisper, mm-hmm. hold up play, um, the vision. We actually bring other people into play, yeah. and of course the killer instinct to score the important goals. You know to carry the side by your back when you know say yo nobody else now step up so guess what? Me I go step up and do the thing. Me I go you know be in line for the firing. Me go yeah. step up and be the man in charge. I some feel I feel like you know within a couple of years he can cement himself in Chelsea history. Yeah, me me agree with that. Um. I'm glad to see you call Kante name because I just want to make it known and highlight it. Say, this player went to the Serie A you me, and made massive improvement. Um, Lukaku is in a good space because it's like a match made in heaven really. Lukaku was at Inter Milan last season playing in a 3-5-2 and he find himself in a, a similar role in a same 3-5-2 or 3-4-3 depending on what you want to call it. And in just a thrive, isn't it? On the first first episode, I don't know if you remember me saying that he's probably gonna be a top goal scorer. Well, right, well, yeah, it's going to be a good race. Yeah. Um, yeah. And also entering, entering, you know, in my good field, we could take it in my basket right now. Uh, we have to really have to watch over Ronaldo because if you're not watching, you know, by the time of Queen, January, 25 goals, 26 goals. Mm-hmm. So. And. I mean, the good thing is when we look on the Chelsea bench, we see a Kai Havertz, we see a Saul, we see a, a Loftus Cheek on the bench, and a Ross Barkley. Um, Kante injured as well. Like, how would the midfielder right. go work? Who, since he's going to use two central midfielders, right? Who yes. are the two starting midfielders? That more asks a Chelsea fan. All right. So, as a Chelsea fan, the best midfield period right now in my opinion, mm. it's not going to be two. <laughs> yes. It's a very tough decision because, uh, you know, the midfield is so flexible whereas one combination might work against one opponent and the other combination might work with somebody else. Yeah. So, so, some matches require Jorginho and um, Kovacic. Mm. And some matches might say, all right, we need Kante and Kovacic. So, if I was to pick two, um, I would pick Kovacic and Kante as the midfield two. Um, Jorginho, he had a, he had an up and down, or he's having an up and down career at Chelsea. He started mm-hmm. off very good, then it was very very bad. Um, he almost left, and you know he was really a villain in the Chelsea um space. Not sure if the world noticed that. Yeah, people used to create. That he's not on the team sheet. But yeah, no, remember that. No, in, in changing fortunes is really, well, he's really changing minds. That's all I can say about Jorginho. And really happy for him. That's yeah. the right attitude to actually have. Um, people are, people he's a are team player. They're not really showing how vibes to prove them wrong. And I, he's doing that. Yeah, well, why me can't even like, disagree as much as all, you know, me support Italian all. Um, the reason why we can't even disagree is because Chelsea is using a back three. And you guys have, at all times, what I admire about this potential team, you guys always have two ball-playing defenders. Two out of the three centre-back them are always ball-playing defenders. 
and it, yeah. it allows some form of pressure to be alleviated from the midfield. So we can't even cuss with you when you say Jorginho afford the bench. Like, mm. no, no, have a proper team. Yeah, that happened, but you know, Tuchel have to manage everything well because they can't have so much midfielder, you know. And we realize them are freeze out Chilwell, we don't know, we don't know what kind of evidence Chilwell have on Tuchel, what kind of secrets in my whole but Why? Do we have Mr. Leon Bailey deal with them over the weekend? Really, <laughs> it's not safe, bro. It's not safe. This has to be a, a deeper meaning to Chilwell not playing. Well, that, yeah. is, that is a topic. You know, for yeah, that don't look good at all, but he's an he's a impressive keeper. Impressive keeper. He's a mechanic, he really have nothing to say about that. Um, another game where we just got um touch on real quick, no highlights available, Um, was Villarreal Atalanta, finished 12. So the defending Europa League champions um rescued a point at home, pretty much, against Atalanta. Um, with this group now, we just want to ask... Who is he coming out of this group? This group has Young Boys, United, Villarreal, and Atalanta. Alright, so we all know that Manchester United is off to a very bad start. So basically, it's, um, it's a catch up game right now. Mm. Um, Villarreal, Atalanta, they drew. So some pressure come off. Um, but definitely, I will stick Manchester United in the back. Um, young Boys. We run, but we don't really feel like them go sustain that yeah. first bounce from the Manchester United team. Okay. Um, Villarreal versus Atalanta. Between one of them two teams. Uh, I've chosen one, bro. I've chosen one. Very good young pieces. Jeremy Pino. Atalanta. They bought Myral. So everybody's making moves. So it's a tough one, but we we'll give a slight edge to Atalanta. Even though Villarreal has a manager right now who specializing in um cup games. When I am yeah, he specializes he specializes in Europa League. So okay. he's third. You know, say Europa League then gone back. Okay, <laughs> so, okay, we can't debate with that. Um yeah. would I love to see Atalanta go through. Um of course, but we just have a feeling that Villarreal has that chip on their shoulder. Um, you know, with just winning Europa League and trying to make the next step. So, I feel just really keep a closer. Yeah, but another game where we are going to look at real quick was Barcelona versus Bayern Munich. Another depressing game for yours truly. Is it? Really? <laughs> This Bayern team, yeah, the man just looked like a factory them billion. You know, no, so it was it was 3-0. Thomas Muller with the first goal, you know, and um, eventually Robert Lewandowski wrapped it up in the 85th minute. Um, we have some commentary here. Fabrius hit the post, and Lewandowski, who's hit the net, as invariably he does. 
Yeah. Best number nine in our world. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. Without a doubt. You know. You feel like no one knows, kid. You know, death, life, all them things are just inevitable. So, when you feel like no one knows, kid, you just have to accept your score, and you just have to accept it and call it a loss, basically. Mm. Um, but, you know, as painful as the match was, Ronald Koeman is a leech in Barcelona. Trust me. Yep. Trust me. Basically, he, he set up a 3-1-4-2 formation. Mm-hmm. And how we see it is he refuses to accept certain things and make changes. He's and a bit stubborn. And was basically half dead. He was very ill. Yeah. He had a high fever. Now, you as a coach, you're going to send that man out now to face one of the best teams in the world. Probably the best okay. team in the world. Yeah, so basically how we see it is that self self sabotage must sabotage your own team. And this right? is a this is an expert. No, Roberto is a different case. He tries, yes. But obviously certain rules he just can't work. The can't go against Alfonso Davis. Yeah. I have Sergio Roberto alone to cover the whole entire right side of the football pitch. Sure. Now, the coach, he needs to go. The second half, you realize after the second goal going, he just started to put on the younger players, he put on young Gavi, um, Alex Balde. Uh, Exceptional players, by the way. <laughs> Exceptional. Right, so the thing is, Barcelona's best spell is when the kids went on the pitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? And Koeman got in the press conference after the game and said, Look at the quality. I can only send out youngsters or something of that sort. Don't quote me. Mm. What do you expect? Well, the quality difference is massive. Why you would say that about your team? When when they went on the pitch, they were performing better than the older players. Yeah. So I believe he is sabotaging that team. I think um, a lot of players need the, you know need the opportunity. Mingueza. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not seeing Ricky Puig. He was performing very well in preseason. Right, right. He. Um, so, he, yeah. Uh, I'm put everything down to coach. You know what next one when he feel like? Go somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to feel like he might have to bring the team forward. Yeah, there is this um, disconnect at, at Barcelona now. Even a few weeks ago, I was listening to a podcast where Kunaguero was saying that usually the guys are training at Man City, like an hour before or an hour and a half. The man say at Barcelona, the man them just a casually a strolling less than half hour before training start. That just shows you the mentality. And then you have all of these gifted players, teenagers, um, Alejandro Balde, Gavi, you know, um, Ricky Pugh and, and the Pedris of this world. And this are the, this are the example you set for them, like that really not look good at all. Really not look good at all. I've never seen Barcelona sit back and try to soak up pressure. Like, that is not Barcelona. You see me? Like, Busquets have to sit back and I, and I do a low block. Low block against, against Muller, um, Mingue, um, the Mingueza, what the, what the young youth, the name? Um, Musiala, yeah. Sanya name, man. Busquets have to run up and down. Busquets who can't even walk. Manager, the manager definitely clearly delusional, uh, clearly 
you know them manager the way is either free him way or no way. Yeah. I feel like him just stuck one way and he's like, you know, you know, that's just better than. You know, make no sense to try reason with them people. You know, he bring in Luke De Jong. Luke mm. De never play for Barcelona. He debut. He got debut. Exactly. Exactly. Like, that ridiculous decisions. Truly. Wow. So, yeah. Definitely, Bayern, Bayern totally dominated the game. Can't really touch too much from Bayern because Barcelona didn't really help themselves and just lied on us as to me. Yeah. You know, truly sad. Um, two German keepers. Uh, I believe that Ter Stegen is a shell of himself. Um, you know, I'm not, it's surprising that we're not seeing enough people at top about it. The mm. form, in form, the dip in his form. Yeah, I'm surprising. I believe uh, something the right. Um, we kind of see the conversation has start on Twitter and over social media. But, um, yeah, something that I would test again. Um, but hopefully, it will recapture him from because now I still have it over him right now. Yeah, yeah. But the first, Barcelona, Barcelona never had a shot on target for the entire game, you know, man. Yeah, that's sad, bro. Sad. But something we're going to take I, time. Yeah. Barcelona even did have a Sunday or emergency meeting. After the game, so hopefully in the meeting they decide to sack him after the next one year, or something. So hopefully we we get some good news. Yeah, I'm really, I'm really, I hope, hope for that trail. Um, another game that was probably to me the game of the day, a five-goal thriller at Anfield versus the Red of Milan. You know, um. Early early start by Liverpool. It was our own goal. Um, just before halftime, Milan scored, make it two one, and Salah come and equalize. It was really a back and forth game until this very iconic moment that we have some commentary for. Alexander Arnold, not his best. Hit by Henderson, unstoppably hit by Jordan Henderson. Moment for the Liverpool captain. No, the goal remind me of Gerard. This was a Gerard like goal for, for winning the game. Um, in a previous episode, we asked about the impact of Gerard versus Henderson. You know, of course, Gerard, Gerard are the legend and in born at Liverpool, but Gerard Henderson has been nothing less than exceptional for, for Liverpool. Yeah, um, definitely. Anderson is a good player. Um, he works very hard for the team. So, but like what I'm for Liverpool in terms of status, mm. who I would say is higher, definitely it's Steven Gerrard. Henderson um, yeah. has a lot of time. You know, he has a lot of years ahead of him. So, we'll see how the conversation shapes up when, you know, he's near retirement. But for right now, Gerrard clearly. Really. Yeah. If you ask any Liverpool fan, you know, it's going to be Gerard. But Henderson is a very, I put Henderson in the Azpilicueta category. Okay. Where they, they use hard work, um, dedication. They weren't the best. They weren't the most technical. They weren't the most, you know, but they work so hard and they train, you know, and basically they improve over the years. To where they reach one status where people say, all right. 
captain, we can you know lead the team and actually have an influence in the locker room. You know, mentor younger players. So mm-hmm. we put Henderson and Anthony Quinter in like that same category, whereas they are now legends, um, mm-hmm. or you know they are cult heroes and they are still active in the club. Okay. Okay. Yeah, it was a it was a close game. I mean, Liverpool had 23 shots, eight on target, while Milan had seven and four on target. Um, much more passes for for Liverpool. Liverpool had 544 passes to AC Milan's 353. Now I'm gonna stand by my word and say that Milan, AC Milan has one of the most complete squads in Europe. Uh, they're probably not on the level of a, of a Liverpool as yet, but I think they might just be a surprise and make it out of this group. <laughs> well, that's a bold, a bold statement. Uh, AC Milan definitely, with Zlatan in the team, and Giroud. Mm. Uh, Neither of them started today, by the way. Uh, well... The thing about Milan, you know, Milan, Milan plays total football, <clears throat> in my opinion. It's there's no real superstar per se. Zeman, this game was end to end. The thing had the most entertaining game of the round because you had Trent going down the wing, Robinson going down the wing, Robertson, sorry, and then you know Theo and Calabria going down the wing. So it was really end to end stuff. Really open up the game. Um, but I have this question for Ax. Is Trent still a right back or is Trent a right back? Yeah, definitely Trent is a right back. <clears throat> uh, people people get it confused because of his level of output. So people <clears throat> people now question another right back if he never they get the assist or the goal or the goal contributions. Mm. Because of his high output in terms of goal contributions. People go question it and go say, well, if this guy is doing so well in a defensive role, why not make him in a midfielder or, you know, a winger or something of that sort? But that's the great thing about uh, Trent. You can play, play him at but, defense and you can still have another offensive talent. You but know? the thing um, is, like going up through the ranks, Trent usually play on the wing, like a, a, right, a right midfielder. Um, I think Liverpool can actually go through the season again um, with Trent going forward and probably not having enough cover defensively. Well, that's the thing with Liverpool and club. You know, they are risk-takers. So, they are going to take that risk. And Liverpool can do it. Um, last year was just a, you know an injury-filled year. Mm-hmm. So, now that everyone is back to 100%, um, definitely they can do it. Um Okay. Yeah, and uh, the good thing about this win, it was a it was a close game. Despite the stats, trust me, it was a close game, and it it's a good sign to see that they could actually come out with a result, the three points without Van Dyke in the back line. I think that shows some some farmer some level of maturity, because this wasn't the strongest starting lineup from from Liverpool. It was Origi 
um, no money, no Firmino started this game. So, um, yeah, I feel like probably Liverpool is being downplayed, but them have a really good chance of getting silver this season. Yeah, well, I mean, once you name Liverpool, you have to be in and around the mix. So, they just have to, you know, you know, with a little bit of luck, mm. of course, they can do something. And that goes for all of the big teams, you know, everyone is really pushing to see if they can get something. So, it's going to be an interesting look to see where exactly, you know, Liverpool season goes. Okay. Um, in that very same group, we had Atletico versus Porto that ended in a nil-all draw. We know they have the insight on, on all of the Atletico games. Um, there was a late red card, but what happened? What what happened? Atletico was at home and they couldn't get a goal. What oh, go on? Yeah, we, Atletico Madrid have a terrible, terrible record in the Champions League. Um, the setup. It's kind of weird, like, we don't want to see Llorente as a, a right-back or a wing-back. I'm not even sure if you know where he play at this point, to do where they might use him. That is the problem. So, he knows exactly where he plays. He likes to play. Basically, he do an interview with him. And he must say, the coach knows where I like to play. So, yeah. he would like to play in his rightful position. And I see him thing with Saul. Saul gets fed up. Yeah. He never want to move around the pitch. And I happened to your it. Well, I, I like <laughs> some of the team selection is kind of off. Uh, mm. Suarez played an entire 90 minutes, and obviously it was very evident that Suarez should have come off. Yeah. I, you know, Griezmann just come back, but you know, they really want him to bring the Barcelona vibes. <laughs> you see me? Um, but basically, the game was very frustrating. Um, we struggled to break down your position. We don't really create no clear cut chances. I remember Porto last season. I never know Patricia. Yeah, good team. You know, they, yeah, they definitely know for who they won. And, you know, Atletico have a good team. Uh, well, a very good team. Um, mm. I expect them to win La Liga is either them, them or Real Madrid. Uh, but when you come on to like yeah, Champions League, like, it's a lot of draws. You know, say, you know, the draw thing in order to really get in the way when knockout competition uh, really kick off, like the second round. Yeah. So I believe that they need to sharpen up on the offensive side, create more chances and score more goals. Yeah. Um, so basically, yeah. that's it. Um, yeah, Simeon needs to try to balance the side better with this with the team selections. And I believe when they balance the team, mm. then the goals will start to slow. Yeah, because looking at the looking at the team sheet, um, I believe Atletico is a team that needs to have one fullback going forward, a next one tucking inside. And when you have a Lemar and a Carrasco or a Lemar and a Laurenti on the wings, you really expose you. You really leave a vulnerable around the back. And that's exactly what happened today. Exactly. And a perfectly fit trippier is on the bench. One of, um, one of well, probably the best right back in La Liga last season in terms of uh, performances yeah. uh, for Atletico Madrid. So he has the options, but, you know, him just... Stuck on your intervene and the, 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 you know, the right back position or the right wing or the right midfield position. So, mm-hmm. yeah, that needs to fix, uh, but he can, he has time. It's just one game. So, okay. you just need to see where he can balance the team better. 
Um, I played players in the right full position, so you know them can get the best out of them talents, basically. Same, same. Um, this is Group B: Liverpool, Atletico, Porto, and Milan. Who will get make it out of this group? We know exactly where you're gonna say. Still, but we ask you. Me. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, we have, a, we, have a, we have a good Liverpool yeah. in our basket. Yeah. So, as that, we're going to be very, very unbiased. You're the man. You're the man. So, All of this are recorded, so that's what you have said. So, now we've got <laughs> Liverpool 1, uh, Atletico 2. So, Milan, sadly, going to mm. miss out. But I love hearing this. I think the champions, song. you know, they just signed Rodrigo De Paul. These man, Kuna, you know, mm. they reinforce the offense. They just need to find the balance. And they believe that between game one and game, you know, six, they will find Same. Okay. All right. But now I'm going to give you that. Um, let's make our way over to Belgium. I believe Club Brugge versus the mighty PSG. The game ended <laughs> in a 1 1 draw. Um, 16 shots for Club Bruges, 9 for PSG, um, 7 on, t- on target for Club Bruges, only 4 for PSG. What went wrong for Mourinho Pochettino's side? Maurizio. Yeah, definitely um, a sad case of, you know, when you have too much nice ties, you mm. don't really care about nothing. PSG, them have the best team, you know. First game, Neymar, Mbappe, Messi. Um, all the new signings on um, show, but I just believe they just need to they just need some time to gel because it will happen. Yes, they they are a super team, they have the best front three. Um, but you know, a relationship is very important. Knowing your teammates, mm-hmm. how they play, um, in a new country for some, you know, new league, new experience. Yeah. Um. So we'll give them some time for to get it together, but. Um, this is this should definitely be a one-off. They should correct it. So um, have to give credit to Bruce though. You know, yep. they never lie down and accept the beat. Yeah, a big team, them man. Um, shout out to the to the striker. We can't even pronounce his name. Uh, <laughs> Ketelere and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a big. Catholic, Roman Catholic, and then you have um, <laughs> my baller, number 10, Lang, yeah. and the wing, the mute, the mute, the big baller. Yeah, the boy, the dangerous for a long time. Dangerous. Um, so, rather than later, you know, him go get that move, him just needs to be consistent. You know, show and can win a Champions League while everybody are watching. Mm. And, you know, he has a very bright future. And him have that star factor like a Memphis. You realize Olympics, Olympics bring himself, him, him have the star factor there. So I believe that any club that he's going to go to next, the, the commercial side of him game will go really, it will go, go really, you know? Yeah, bring it to the some, next level. Yeah, because him, him, him have a similar playing style to a Neymar. He's in the same, similar build as well. So um, in this group, in this group, may I expect, of course, we expect PSG if we go through. But this group has Manchester City and Leipzig. Mm-hmm. <laughs> which that game was pretty much we can call it a thrashing. Yeah, yeah. well 
trashing, but I don't want full trashing because you get too into so it kind of you know half trashing. Alright, um the the new signing, big money signing from Manchester City, Jack Grealish. Um scored and we have commentary as well. Sleepy on the right side of the defence, Leipzig. Jack Grealish! Well it was inevitable. Second goal in Manchester City colours for Jack Grealish after his one hundred million pound move in the summer from Aston Villa. Yeah, so the game ended six three. You know, very impressive performance from, from Manchester City. Mm-hmm. How do you feel about the game? Yeah, definitely free-flowing, high-intensity. Uh, ball game, nice. Uh, after shout-out and Kuku, in a real chance. Unfortunate, Angelino <laughs> get a red card against the farmer team. Yeah. That, that, no, never feel nice. But the match, it was great as a neutral. If you want the free-flowing vibes, so yeah, definitely he was free-flowing, very enjoyable as a neutral, and yeah, I definitely expect um, City to advance, um, and PSG of course, so now PSG, uh, Man City. PSG, Man City, okay. Alright, Um, about the midfield three, De Bruyne, Rodri, and Bernardo Silva, who apparently they wanted to sell. In the in the past, somehow they were open to selling. Now, is this midfield three the strongest that Man City has? Alright, so that is a very tough question because Man City have a Chelsea situation where they have a lot of talented uh, midfielders, central midfielders. Yeah. Um, Jack Grealish plays on the left, but he can also, you know, go in the midfield three. Hmm. Um, same thing with Bernardo Silva, of course. Um, you have Foden, he can play a role in the midfield. Um, so they have a lot of talent, but the best trio that I would say would be. Huh. Hmm? Alright, so De Bruyne, Rodri, um, and I really like Foden, to be honest. I really like Foden, I believe that um, when he play, it will really bring a different swag to the ball. So you prefer Foden in the front three more than, well, in the midfield three than the front three? I mean, he's a very versatile player, so he could work in midfield, he could work outright, but with Manchester City, you know that, you know, they have a lot of wingers. So yeah. the opportunity to go on the wing, you know, it depends, because Torres is on the form of his life, you have Mahrez, and mm-hmm. then Mahrez catch him purple patch, you know, I'll be a hat trick or a free kick and everything, he must score. Okay. Um, it was a good result for City, but I'm just looking at the stats here. Nkuku scored right before halftime and a few minutes into the second half. Um, do you think that Manchester City's defense is equipped to to win the Champions League if they're gonna concede this these type of goals? Well, well, Manchester City has a very solid defense. Maybe slightly a bit um, overrated. Mm-hmm. But um, they played Vincenco, Ake, Diaz and Cancelo. Ake um, is obviously a backup or a role player for City. Mm-hmm. So definitely when you know the better players come into the team, 
um, at least back in Mendy has his uh, situation. So, you know, Cantona probably the best right back in the world, or wing back. We mm-hmm. have to trend who, who, who you would have get a title, or uh, who you believe would be the best. Yeah, for, for the Champions League? Yeah, for like just on a whole, we think Cancelo. We would rank him in, in, in the world. Oh, um, number one or number two? Because yeah. this man I use left foot, right foot, I scored left foot, right foot. He might do some impossible things. Probably I'm one of the best fullback right now. Yeah, definitely. So, if you think about that, Diaz was UEFA uh, defender up here. You know, you have Cancelo, who's arguably number one or number two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and beside that, uh, partner Diaz, you can bring in Laporte. Yeah. Or you can bring in Stones, who basically revive him career. So, yes, definitely. You have defense capable of winning the Champions League. It's just that, you know, um, the way how Pep players, you know, kind of exposing team in our way, but they definitely can do it. Um, we've seen them done it in the Premier League countless times. They just need to kind of transition to the, to the knockout football vibes. Same, same. Um, Inter Milan versus Real Madrid. Uh, Madrid left it late. one nil win at the San Siro. Assist by Kamavinga. Um, what we can expect from Madrid in the Champions League? Well, Real Madrid is a team that um, prides themselves on Champions League. You know, we. Mm-hmm. Um, so every year, you know, Madrid go has to go hard to push to see how far them can go, and we don't expect no less from them this year. Um, Alaba coming in partnering with Militao, Carvajal, you know, regaining his health. Um, Madrid still going Casemiro, Valverde, who I believe um, is a very vital part of that team. Um, Vinicius, he's mm. really breaking still now. Uh, before he was on the fringes, he was in, he was out. Now I believe that he will fully cement the team and feel like he'll go, you know, be that breakthrough um, killer in La Liga and the Champions League. Camavinga okay. um, coming in, definitely a good start. Uh, he scored on his debut and now he comes up with the assist. So, yeah. it's a good look. The midfield is definitely solid now. Mm-hmm. Um, perfect balance between youth and experience. Uh, the front three, uh, Benzema, ever striking. Um, so, on the right, you know, that is the position where someone can, you know, an opportunity. A Biel, a Hazard, a yeah. Rodrigo, um, a Sensia, you know, somebody needs to cement that position. If they don't, then, you know, next summer, I'll go trouble because, you know, they're going to knock on Paris door. So, right, right. The question I want to raise about Real Madrid, real quick, because the producer said we have like 10 minutes. Alaba. With the signing of Alaba and them losing Ramos and Varane, does Real Madrid have a strong enough defence to to repeat a miracle in the Champions League? Because they're really showing So if if they are healthy, um, and you know, with Mendy, Alaba, Militao and Carvajal, that is a very, very strong defence. Um, so I would say they can do it if mm-hmm. everyone stays healthy. If you have an injury or two, then uh, definitely Real Madrid will struggle and um, you're going to see Valverde play right back and then thing there. So, yeah, if they are healthy, fine. 
they can do um, basically anything. But once the injuries start to take effect, then mm-hmm. that's when the, the hope goes away also. Yeah, big credit to, to um, Inzaghi as well. I believe that they played well. A bit unfortunate for them. But they, they had a good game. 18 shots to Madrid's 12. They had 5 shots on target. Um, 2 on target for, for Madrid. And they managed to score 1 late. So, one of the main differences in the game was Courtois. I know mean, the Chelsea fans are not to, to rate him. But he played, he played well. He really saved them because this was a very strong um, Inter Milan side. I think that they are still missing Lukaku, but uh, Korea, who was subbed on, I believe, will turn it around, and we still definitely see Inter coming out of this group. It seems straightforward still. Inter and yeah. Madrid over Sheriff and Shakhtar. Yeah, and Shakhtar surprisingly um, lost to Sheriff. So Shakhtar basically dig themselves a hole. Yeah. Uh, so it's pretty straightforward. Inter, uh, very strong defense, very balanced midfield, and a, a balanced attack as well. So they have a good team. So yeah, it's pretty straightforward. Inter, Real Madrid 1 2. Um, mm-hmm. I believe on the return leg, um, I think Inter might just edge the second leg um, to level up the, 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 the little pass that they have. Seen. All right, well, Haaland and company. Went to Istanbul. He came out two and um, with a two-one victory. Jude Bellington, Bellingham, and Holland scoring. How do you feel about Dortmund and their chances? Yeah, Dortmund basically same thing every season. You know, very exciting, um, but always just falls that. You know, they always fall short somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, beautiful team, uh, Bellingham. Um, Nealin, Rice, Haaland, Brand, Dahoud, um, they might play good, um, but they have the young talent coming through, um, like, like the system, they constantly have bleed through new talent. Yeah, um, They basically can sustain themselves for a very long period of time. And, you know, with sales, they can recoup a lot of uh, money, which they can use to fund the team as well. Right. So, with the game itself, Haaland um, scoring goals as usual, and Bellingham really stepping up. Really, I believe uh, one day he might just be a Liverpool player. I feel like a Liverpool player. Yeah, I'm seeing like that player for real. Um, so you're making speculations about Jude Bellingham. What about Erling Haaland? Could we see him at Manchester United or where? <laughs> where is him when he leave um, Dortmund? Well, definitely. Well, as it relates to Dortmund, um, Real Madrid, that could be an interesting option. They might just do, try to do the double one with Mbappe and mm. um, Alan. So, New Galacticos. Yeah. You know, they might try, you know, bring the Super League. They might try to do it. Um, they might try to make a lot of moves. But definitely, they expect that Real Madrid are very, very Real Madrid. Same, Even though other, well, I don't know how long Olego lasts, but with his influence, you know, as with Holland being a, a fellow countryman, the temptation to, to go to United would be very, very high, especially with Ronaldo signing. You know, things that them could have, you know, pull off something. Well, 
Yeah, because everybody find this or no. Because, you know, so you have to account the, the Ronaldo tax. Yeah. I mean, my, so, sh- my shell of on the number nine now, you know. You know, say no, keep it too much longer. No, if we're being no, real. No, man, you to lift up soon, man. Isn't me? So, Alan, if by any chance you hear this or nobody will know you in general, isn't it? Number nine there. <laughs> oh, wait. Isn't it? Yeah. Definitely, it's possible. It's possible. Um, but I believe that uh, Alan might want to create something new. Not really want the inner number to shut So, yeah. if you're man, you don't feel like they want, you know, play number two to Ronaldo. I feel like they want to Madrid and be the superstar or, or you know, Mm. Try to create a name for himself. Well, we have really just watch and see. I mean, it's just really just it's really the first set of games for the season, you know. And people are more ear fryer more Kirk. Is it me? I get messages say, "Oh, you need to hear back from Kirk." The more I hear back from Shamar and Joe with them same way. So, yeah, you know, one with the same way. We are try. You know, we are trying to be as available as possible because we really want to try to get those episodes in. So, we definitely have to put in the work and we are seeing we are talking about some football. For real, for real. Uh, well, big, enough, big up for listeners. Um, in Jamaica, we have persons reaching out to us from Germany, Canada, United States. So, uh, much love. If anybody here will talk about your team on this episode, we don't really do the Thursday daytime thing right now, isn't me? So, I just don't know if you get back up there and, you know, I don't know if you have anything you want to say to the people and before we wrap up. Yeah, man, definitely, uh, you can check out social media. Uh, we have used Twitter, Prince underscore, Santa underscore. Uh, you can check me out there. Mm-hmm. If you want to interact, you can just give me a follow. Uh, and keep the interaction going. For real, for real. You can follow us as well and... Instagram, Top Form Podcast, you know. And, um, yeah, we are going to ask for an opinion on a few songs. You know, more want big up an artist named Chase Sounds and we want to listen out for his new single. Isn't me that's going to be dropping next week. And we are going to leave the description. We are going to leave the link in the description, same way. But as it regards to the ball game. Yeah, yeah, talented artist. <laughs> so, yeah, before we go, we just want to say big up to everybody, respect for all of the support, and yeah, top form podcast. Stay safe, people.